You know, all the talk today, and we talked about yesterday, is about the uh, Syrian refugees, the decision that was proposed and then passed in the legislation by the House today. Um, You know, just terrible things that are being said um, online, terrible incidences that are being said about refugees, about Muslims, or incidences that are happening to Muslims, whether they're pulled off planes or they're physically harassed, as two women wearing hijabs were in uh, Canada and Toronto today. Uh, mosques that are being uh, having feces thrown at them, homes that have bullets going through them. And we knew that we had to talk about something uh, today, but we didn't want to be redundant about yesterday, and, and, and we just really want to get away from the prejudicial, ignorant, hated, hatred, uh, bigoted speech that, that is really going out there. When I was looking at different things to talk about today with regard to ISIS and and the refugees and the situation, especially since the attack in Paris, that terrorist attack that claimed 129 lives last Friday. I came across a column by a guy that we like uh, as a friend of the show, we've had on the show, and that's the national political columnist for Yahoo, Matt Bai. Matt wrote an article entitled ISIS, the 2016 Election and the Creep of Chaos. I want to share with you some of this article And I want to put it together for you because, in short, what Matt is talking about is how an attack in Paris by ISIS has become not only political fodder, a reason for Republicans to use a very successful method they've used in the past, and that's fear to gain votes and to win elections, and how ISIS, not the economy, has become front and center in our American election for president coming up in 2016. We're going to talk about what you think about that, whether it's right or wrong. I have some other questions for you as well. Matt writes, Parisians had barely returned to the streets last weekend before analysts on on this side of the ocean started talking about the effects of the latest terror attacks on 2016. He talked about Frank Luntz who is a fellow Fox News contributor along with myself. Frank's a Republican pollster. He is also a cable personality on Fox. And he reacted to the Democratic debate Saturday on Twitter. He said, quote, The Democrats don't realize or recognize how afraid the Paris attacks have made the country. We are not the same country today. Well, first of all, I just want to say to that, I think everybody pretty much knows that. We, we, we're afraid anytime we hear there's an attack. We are afraid. We're afraid of the boogeyman. We have been since we were children. Bad guys have been here and doing bad things, violent things, terrorist-type things since Adam and Eve. But Matt writes, my own sense, he goes on, based on recent history, is that terrorism probably will have some significant impact on 2016, but he says not in the way that we're talking about it now. Now, he talks about the short term and how the sudden reemergence of the terrorist threats and, and how it presents yet another sharp turn in a primary campaign that every week seems to change, and the topic, the number one issue, seems to change as well. One week it was immigration. One week it's uh, growth economically. Another it's taxes. Another it's planned parenthood. Another it's even talking about stabbing one's mother or one's classmate. But running for the Republican nomination, Matt goes on this year, is like constantly merging onto a crowded highway only to have the GPS keep chirping at you, recalculating, recalculating. Now, he said, if Donald Trump and Ben Carson fade after Thanksgiving, analysts will point to the Paris attacks 
as the moment when experience and expertise started to matter again. But that doesn't seem likely to happen, does it? I mean, if you look at the polls, the polls are now showing that Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are the front runners, and they were the front runners, but even more so front runners with the bigger divide. Ben Carson's almost become a memory this week because those on the right trust Donald Trump to handle ISIS, and those on the left trust Hillary. We all know it's going to come down to neither left or right, but those people in the middle, the undecided, the independents, the centrist, are those moderate-minded people, and who, perhaps, they feel should run this country. Before Friday, the economy was number one to Americans. And by the way, it still is, but you wouldn't know that from reading the headlines. So Matt talks about that we won't be able to, the farther we get from this event especially, folks, let's be honest, lay the political election of 2016 on the issue of terrorism alone. A Reuters poll this week found that conservatives actually trust Trump to handle terrorists more than they do anyone else in their field. And like I said, Democrats trust Hillary. And I mean, quite frankly, what is the plan that Donald Trump has for combating ISIS, for dealing with terrorism? Let Putin handle it. How well did that work? That resulted after after Russia started bombing ISIS and was backing Assad in Syria with weaponry, with military action from the air. Over 200 people died in Egypt on a Russian aircraft and 129 died in Paris. How's that working out, Vladdy? And am I blaming all this on Vladimir Putin? No. But when you just pick up and decide, I'm going to bomb the crap out of ISIS and you don't have the international community agreeing with you, and quite frankly, international community, shame on you, America as well, just sitting back and letting him Well, it's all played into what we're talking about and what has resulted today. When we look into the general election further and further ahead, although there's not much evidence in the polls by voters to suggest that what's on top of voters' minds is ISIS, and and nor is there any evidence that ISIS will dominate the debate, but Republicans today use ISIS, use terrorism, use fear of the bad guy, try to make Muslims the bad guy, whatever the hell it is, craziness that they say, like Donald Trump wanting a national ID with your religion if you're Muslim posted. Hello, anybody Jewish out there remember how that went in the Holocaust? What's next? Armbands? That's what some people think he may be open to. But ISIS should not be dominating American... First of all, ISIS wants to be front and center. ISIS wants us to fear. ISIS wants us to talk about them in and outside of an election. ISIS should not dominate the debate not today, and it certainly will do not, not dominate the debate going forward unless there are more terrorist attacks. This is, is it, if this is a foreign policy election, Donald Trump, Ben Carson, pick up your toys and go home. Except for foreign policy experts, foreign policy doesn't dominate this election. And except for Republicans who want to keep ISIS front and center because they're the boogeyman and Republicans love to use and successfully have used fear to win their elections. We've seen it in the past happen. The economy, jobs, taxes, tax reform, those things are more important to Americans. Immigration are not Syrian refugees. Immigration reform, providing a pathway to citizenship, are more number one. Not Planned Parenthood, not ISIS, but you wouldn't know that. 
by listening to what comes out of Republicans' mouths. Elizabeth Saunders, a political science, uh, scientist at Georgetown University, has done some exhaustive research on a yet-to-be-published book about foreign policy and the electorate. But her conclusion is that voters almost always base their vote on, quote, recent economic performance. Just like James Carville said, it's the economy, stupid! It's not how many people terrorists have killed. It's not on how many videos ISIS puts up with soda cans and threats to Americans. It's not how many beheadings. It's not how many flags have been burned or chance death to America or Americans. The bottom line is the bottom line. Recent economic performance. How do Americans feel? Are they employed? What's the unemployment rate? How many zeros are in your paycheck? How much money is in the bank? Do you feel better this time around than last time? Are you going to get angry and throw the Democrats out because you feel screwed? Are you going to give them another chance because things are doing good and looking up? We really haven't had historically a clear foreign policy election. Uh, Really, it was almost half a century ago in 1968. And that's when we were engaged in a warlike situation. The Vietnam War, we were not at war, and again, sticking our nose into a military experience we shouldn't be a part of. But Americans, thousands, were ensnared in what was happening. There were so many people, and not just by six degrees of separation, that were affected by the Vietnam War personally. It was your husband, your kid, your son, your neighbor, your student who was over there or who came home and was spat upon. Came home addicted to drugs, couldn't handle what they had seen. Came home without the opportunities presented to them of veterans of wars in the past. Now, national security can only work as a winning issue when war is afoot. And Republicans know this. But Republicans love to use fear, okay? So right now, Republicans have a prescription for success and a prescription for what you and I are going to hear in their ads and every time their mouth opens in these debates right now. And their prescription is going to be, how do we combat terrorism? Right? And they're not going to look at a multifaceted approach. As a matter of fact, they're not going to give you a true blueprint. They're going to tell you the bad guys are coming and you better elect me to keep you safe. Jeb Bush says about 10 times an hour, just because terrorism as an issue may not dominate the coming election doesn't mean the specter of it won't have some profound impact because much as we like to talk about issues as if they can be neatly disentangled and pulled, the truth is all of them, economics, terrorism, trade and crime and whatever else you think of, are part of the same overarching emotion in our politics. And that's what terrorism as an issue is what It's all about is the emotion, not the issue. So let me ask you some questions in this hour. One, Trump and Clinton are the top answers when Americans are asked, who would you trust to handle ISIS? That helps them. But where do you think that issue, the issue of ISIS, handling ISIS, terrorism, ranks with voters and in the voters' minds, your minds, you the voter, when you elect our next president? Isn't it still the economy, stupid? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. But let me ask you, who do you trust to handle ISIS, but not just who, why? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. We have seen fear successfully used as a motivator in elections by Republicans. 
Why does fear work and resonate better with Republican voters with the GOP than the Democrats? You tell me. You're you're a Republican. You're a Democrat. Or you have an opinion as a Democrat of why that is. Why is fear such a successful motivator? More so to the Republican voters, the GOP. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. How do you think the Paris attacks and the subsequent debate about Syrian refugees is affecting the 2016 presidential race. How much do you think Syrian refugees and the Paris attacks are affecting this race right now since last Friday? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Matt Bai says in his piece, which I referenced in red parts of in uh, my opening monologue, he said that Donald Trump and Ben Carson might fade after Thanksgiving. Do you think Donald Trump and Ben Carson will fade after Thanksgiving? And if so, will it be because the Paris attacks made experience and expertise, not reality show name recognition and celebrity, start to matter again? Are experience and expertise going to start to matter again to the GOP voter when they look at that field of candidates? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Will the Paris attacks have a stronger effect on the primaries than the general election. Yes or no? Why or why not? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And I shared with you that Georgetown University poli scientist who researched and concluded that in a general election, voters almost always base their vote on recent economic performance rather than on national security, even in times of foreign crises. Unless we're at war, Vietnam was the last example. So does this analysis clearly lean in favor of the Democrats, considering the improvement of the economy, when you look at unemployment, when you you look at other areas of our economy, under the Obama administration. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And do you think the GOP field will try to flex their muscles and begin to talk about their policies of sending large amounts of ground troops into the Middle East to fight ISIS? I mean, so far this hasn't happened except for Lindsey Graham. But will it now that the Paris attacks have occurred? Another thing in addition to fear, Republicans love to say, let's go bomb the mother blankers. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Pick up the phone and join me. I've given you eight questions. I've got three more. But let's take a break, come back, and let you marinate on that a bit and get your response. 888 6 Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Tweet me there. We'll be back after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. ISIS and how it will, won't, does, should, shouldn't, and terrorism factor into the 2016 election. You're the voter. You tell me. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Let's start it out with Daily Dave in Hawaii, line one. Haven't talked to him in ages. Um, uh, Daily, I know that uh, you're pretty angry uh, about the GOP and their response to these attacks. I'm pretty angry about the GOP and their response to these attacks, Leslie. I'll tell you that. 
Um, but first of all, it's great to hear your voice. It's great it to really hear yours. I mean, I, I mean, we're, I'm glad you're alive, and I'm glad you haven't left us. We miss you. You should be calling at least weekly to keep the daily ti- title, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I, well, I read your uh, – I'm following you on Twitter, and I read your questions on the Tweet Longer, so I'm not even – I'm not exactly sure where you'd like me to start. But I will say, first of all, that – the general election is still a year away, and Americans have an extremely short memory. True. If, if you'll think about, I don't know, let's say the Newtown Massacre or Timothy McVeigh, etc. Now, those were domestic terrorists that used bombs and automatic weapons to kill Americans, and the GOP did nothing about it. Zero. They were not ready to step up. And say, oh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna talk about gun control, or we're gonna, let's say, talk about you know radical right wing here in the United States. Okay, daily, daily, hang on, we're going to break. We're going to break. I'm gonna put you on hold. Come right back to you. Don't go away. So I want to hear what you have to say, and the rest of you holding. And if you want to join us whenever we finish with a call, it'll be your uh, cue to call through. We'll have a line available for you once we continue with the calls after this quick break. I'm Leslie Marshall. This is your show. Eight 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 six Leslie is the number. Pick up the phone and join us. terrorism, even though the economy is still top of mind, American voters now, and probably and should be, and will be uh, when the election really takes place in a year. Before the break, we were talking with Daily Dave in Hawaii on line one. Dave, thank you for holding. You say you're really pissed off over the GOP response to the Paris attacks. Uh, please continue. Okay. Um, thank you uh, for having me back. Um, the GOP, as I, as I said before the break, has been unwilling and unable to deal with domestic terrorism and violence from the far right within the United States by American citizens. So for them to turn around and try to, to, to shut off, essentially, or slow down, delay, whatever they want to call it, um, uh, Middle Eastern refugees fleeing from, from disaster that may have resulted from devastification during the Iraq war, which was clearly such a resounding uh, success, that now they're willing to shut off Syrian and, and uh, I'm, I'm so angry, I'm sorry, to shut off Syrian refugees coming from the United States who are fleeing war and so forth amounts to racism. If you ask me, and you talk about the GOP putting up uh, Donald Trump, you know, as as one who could deal with international issues, when he was asked a month ago about the relationship between Hezbollah and Iranian special forces, he didn't even know what the interviewer was talking about. 
that he had so such little information about foreign policy that he didn't understand the relationship between Iran and Hezbollah. Now, Hezbollah, you, we need to understand, is 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 fighting against ISIS in Syria, and ISIS only has a foothold. Yeah, I know, I know. Isn't it weird? I mean, t- ISIS is so bad that other terrorist organizations like Hezbollah, are like, okay, you're out of control. We're going to kill they you. They are out of control. That's exactly right. And the re- one of the reasons, you know, I would project. I- well, let me let me backtrack for just a second. Last week on the radio, there was an interview with a young woman, 15-year-old girl, schoolgirl, from Paris. They were interviewing her, and she said, we will continue to live our lives. You know, that she was like, take back the night kind of situation. We're going out. We're going to the club. We're going to see our friends. We're going to be out in the street because the, the terrorists, in quotes, want to take, you know, our freedoms away. And this 15-year-old girl is saying, we are going out into the streets and we're going to live our lives as we did before because they will not scare us. They will not frighten us. And then in the very next, in the, in the very next interview, there was a, a local politician who was saying, we're going to shut down, you know, the Syrian refugee pipeline and so forth. Because we're so afraid of, you know, terrorist infiltration. Now, this is a 55-year-old man who said he was afraid of Syrian refugees and a 15-year-old girl living in Paris who probably had friends, family, co-workers, neighbors that were directly affected by that horrible, horrible, criminal, spineless act of violence. That, uh, that ISIS has claimed. Well, you know, what kills, what kills me is, I mean, one example is there was a Muslim waiter who ran into the bullets to save people. They didn't even make page four internationally anywhere. And that's uh, right, which brings me, thank you, Leslie, that brings me to my next point. In Lebanon, two weeks ago, there were two bombings. Yeah, 40 people killed. Yeah. Pardon? 40 people killed. Yeah. You didn't see that on the front page, did you? Nope. Because apparently when people in the Middle East die from Middle Eastern violence, that's, that's their issue. That's their thing to deal with. And there were heroes in those attacks. There were individuals that, you know, rushed toward the bomber. You know, we recently gave, President Obama recently gave the Medal of Honor to, a, to an Army uh, sergeant, I believe, who tackled a suicide bomber. And he got the Medal of Honor after three years, God bless him, after three years of, of medical rehabilitation. So a Lebanese uh, guy, I guess, went and tackled a suicide bomber and probably saved the lives of, who knows, 20, 30, 40, 50 people. And that wasn't on the front page. No, but in the United States at Staples Center a couple of nights ago in Los Angeles, we gave a hero's welcome and, um, you know, uh, a jersey and everything else to these Americans, rightfully so, who tackled um, a guy, you know, who was going to kill people on a train in Paris. But, you know, you're right. It's sort of like, you know, when it's an American or a white guy, uh, we applaud it. 
uh, when white people die or Christians die, we're horrified, but thousands of Muslims are dying in Syria and in Iraq. Thousands of those Muslims are refugees right now, fleeing from ISIS in Syria and Assad and his bullets and chemical weaponry and warfare. And we don't give a damn. That's exactly right. And so, you know, my point would be, if you try to compare uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, not my first choice for president, if you you must understand, um, probably my second choice, though, and... Donald Trump or anybody else that's running for the GOP. The GOP has no clue at all on how to deal with it other than bomb, 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 bomb. And while Hillary's a hawk, you know, she voted for the Iraq war, which is, a, you know, stuck in my craw. Because you and I go way back. You remember when that happened. You and I were talking back then that, that President President Obama currently right now has special forces on the ground in Iraq assisting our allies, you know, from from uh, eastern Turkey. And they're they're, they're having and uh, using drones and our American Air Force to bomb ISIS locations in Syria right now. So if the GOP wants to come across as though Democrats don't know how to deal or our president isn't doing anything, that isn't true at all, because currently they are doing something. And ISIS, many people have suggested that ISIS is attacking the soft underbelly of Europe because they're failing in the battlefield. You know, they're in, in their acquisition of land, you know, which is what war is, is failing. And so they have to send, you know, suicide bombers and so forth to attack civilians. And I'm all, and I'm all out of breath, right? Well, now. you know what? Let me let me just say this. You know, we have so much fear. God, you know, Michael Moore talks about that in his documentary. One of his documentaries. You know, we're just so damn afraid all the time of everything. You know, hence our guns and don't let these people in. With regard to Syrian refugees, I looked up the actual number because I live in a state that has taken uh, the majority of Syrian refugees so far. Syrian refugees have actually been coming to the United States for three years since 2012. It takes well, at least. I'm sorry. It, I'm sorry to interrupt. Immigration immigrants have been coming to this continent for 10, decades. Years. Decades, and correct. My my, our people came here as immigrants. Yep. So that must be understood. Well, yeah, and 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 you know, uh, for crying out loud, we turned away Jews who were fleeing Hitler. And what did they ret- and they they died and you know were burnt in ovens. I hope we're happy with mm-hmm. that decision. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, for the Syrian refugees that have come here, just so that you know, um, there have been almost a thousand. Uh, about almost a third of those are in California, and that's since 2012 for three years, and not one, not one, of the Syrian refugees has committed any crime, including an act of terrorism. And that is a fact. So I'm just saying, you know, we, you know, we're like, oh my God, don't let them in. It's sort of like, well, almost a thousand are already here, idiots. Um, thank you, David. Uh, always thank love talking you, to you daily, Dave. Much. Call us again. Don't be away so soon. We'll have to punish you next time. Oh, ooh, hang <laughs> All right, let's go Bye. next to uh, Helen in Ithaca, line two. Helen, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hi, good evening, Leslie. I I agree with most of what um, David uh, or Dave just said, but. Um, I could say a lot of things, but I'll stick to one point. 
I, I've been tearing my hair out hearing every time that we refer to the person who coordinated the attacks in Paris as a mastermind. I'm like, every time someone, uh, one of his lunatic followers hears that, they probably are going like, ding, ding, ding. Oh. I don't think one of his teachers in elementary school, high school, or if he went to college, his professors, no one ever called him a mastermind. It doesn't take that much. You don't have to be Albert Einstein to find a few fools who are going to do this thing with you. I would refer to him as a, a misled um, a psychopathic uh, person who does not understand their own faith, because Islam really is not violent like that, you know? So, to, like, let's get the corporate media and using the word mastermind out of there, because what do they say? What media, corporate media stands for, M-E-D-I-A, um, make everyone dumb in America, which they're, you know, doing a good job working at that. But, um, so, yeah, so I wish we would not refer to terrorists as masterminds. Well, I'm, I mean, you know, quite frankly, in this country, the reality is that more people have been killed in this country by either angry people, lunatic, psychopath, mentally ill with guns who had zero con- connection to any terrorist organization, any anti-government organization. Just, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, the majority of the people in this country that are being shot or, you know, are being, you know, blown up. If you, it's not, yes, we had 9-11 over 3,000 people. But in this past year, we haven't had the terrorist attacks in America. Uh, uh, what we have, there have been terrorist attacks on schools. I right. think Newtown, I, Connecticut I, I, I was a terrorist attack or on churches because kids, people were African-American. I mean, the list, the list goes on. The, the, we, we, we're, we're killing ourselves. We really don't right. need to be I, so concerned I, I, about yeah. outsiders doing it. I totally agree with you. I don't think someone who can pull a trigger is a mastermind. Timothy McVeigh was definitely not a mastermind. So stop giving accolades to these people who are doing these violent acts. And, you know, it's not hard to find a bunch of stupid people who are going to go along with you if you've got this thing going. And the uh, all the religious uh, uh, Muslim, I'm not Muslim, but, you know, theologians, they, they've got to, like, do some better promoting on the web than the Islamic State because they, these people do not understand their religion. I know I'm not Muslim, but I just um, know a little bit about it, you know, but that's it, you know. Thank you uh, for the call, Helen. I appreciate it. And for you joining us, we love hearing from you. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from others holding. 8886-LESLIE is the number. Don't go away. Calls. We have a lot of calls, so try to make your comments brief. And we started out with Bronco in Cleveland, online five. Bronco, good afternoon. Well, hi, hi, Leslie. Thank you for uh, allowing me to just vent a couple of points. Uh, okay. One is um, the fact that we're talking about spilled milk, and the question is, why isn't Cheney and Wolfowitz 
and that company in jail right now because we are talking about still milk. We went there, we blew up that 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 Middle East. We scattered the people around. ISIS was created from from that situation, and now we're de- now now we're washing our hands from this whole situation. Okay, very good point. Anything else? The other point is that this narcissist that that, that we have that's going to gather 11 million people, shove them into boxcars, and ship them someplace and dump them. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound familiar? This yes, is it like does. Eight, eight, eight years ago in Germany, all this guy needs. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Roberta's- listen. Putting people in box cars was done by Hitler. Giving people ID cards and having their religion listed, or having people have their religion listed, uh, it was done by Hitler. And in addition to that, um, closing mosques, well, closing synagogues and burning them, hello, Kristallnacht, was done by Hitler. Uh, Donald Trump is being like Hitler. I know a lot of people say, oh, everybody likes to compare everybody to Hitler. Donald Trump has proposed three things, and people are saying, uh, and now people are talking about armbands. I mean, there was an article in Mother Jones about that. Yeah. Um, So I, and people are, somebody was like, nobody's proposing camps. BS! There was actually a GOP, there was a Republican member of Congress who the other day was talking about uh, you know, maybe having, you know, segregated isolationist areas like ghettos, like was done by the Nazis, or like Manzanar, as we did to all of our Asian Americans, uh, Japanese Americans, sure. and others who that we thought looked Japanese, uh, it, you know, during World War II. Horrific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and i just like to add that, that this narcissist that, that's talking about doing this thing, and also, also reporting the Syrians that are currently in the country, um, all he needs is a vertical mustache, and uh, and there you go. You know, I mean, it's 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 the same deal. If we haven't learned from from history, when are we going to learn? And when are we going to take responsibility for what we do? And I and I, I agree. I agree with you. Um. Uh, thank you for the uh, call. I appreciate it. I hope to hear from you again, Bronco. Let's go to Manny in Massachusetts, line one. Manny, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Um, I want to answer one of the questions that nobody has touched. Um, it's about why does this work on the Republicans? Um, there's this show called Through the, Wormhole, Through the Wormhole with Morgan Freeman. I'm pretty sure you heard of it. And the most current season, first episode, is called Are We All Bigots? And it pretty much answers that because they took uh, people who self-identify as Republican and Democrats, and they did a little test. What they ended up doing was they they gave they gave them a problem while they recorded their brain to see what parts of their brain light up to see what's going on inside. And what they found out is that when a Democrat is trying to is given a problem, they use the part of the brain that represents or that is used for problem solving. When it was a Republican, the part of the brain that lights up is the part of the brain that is telling the body, you must react now, kind of like the fight, flight or flight. Right, right, right. Reaction. Fight or flight response, yeah. So that is why they, they see this differently. They see it as I must react now versus Democrat who says, how can I solve this? 
what are the different ways I can solve well, well, it? Well, I, I think it's a very good point. Manny, thank you for the call. Very good point. Democratic reaction is take a breath, wait, or diplomacy. Uh, Republican response is uh, let's go kill somebody over this. We've got to bomb somebody. Uh, let's go to uh, Paul in Washington, line four. Paul? Uh, Leslie, I just wanted to mention uh, the, the, I guess it was the mayor in the Roanoke who suggested yep. we have internment camps. Correct, correct. You know, my, my, my best friend when I was growing up back in Detroit area in Michigan, who was a, he was Japanese American, and uh, his mother spent three years living in a horse stall in the at the racetrack where they interred Japanese people in the Los Angeles area. You probably know where that racetrack is. Uh, she spent three years living in the horse stall when uh, the the U.S. government confiscated her father's fishing business and their house, and they never got any of it back. Meanwhile, of course, his parents were not married at this point. His father, who was also Japanese, was a medic in the United States Army. Uh, His parents never talked to me about any of this. They never mentioned it. But, of course, I got this from my friend and his sister said that they said that they put it all in the past. They put it behind them. There's nothing to talk about. They hold no grudge. But they are the most wonderful people you will ever meet. They're in their 90s. His uh, father is 97 now. His mother is 92. And it makes me sick to think that, that uh, somebody would suggest that at this time in our, in our history. Uh, so I guess when you say is the, the question is, is terrorism going to be a, an issue in the 2016 election, I, I kind of laughed and thought, what, as if, what, the Republicans are against it and the Democrats are for it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where the Republicans uh, talk about it because the the degree of xenophobia that they have taken themselves down to is disgusting. It's just, and and at the same time, while they suggest that we should bring military troops into Syria, but we're not, and create an even larger, bigger war. Oh, we are out of time. We're out of time, Paul. I'm so into what you're saying. I'm Leslie Marsh. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday. Hope all of you will as well.